And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Today we have a very special guest with us. Caitlin Quisenberry is on the show. I can't tell you, and you know, I feel like I say this maybe every week, but I can't tell you how long I waited with huge anticipation to talk with Caitlin. And you know what? She didn't disappoint. This was a conversation. I think her and I, and I think I'm. We, I think we even talk about it a little bit in the episode where we had talked about being or doing an episode together for almost right out of the gate um, when this whole Boots and Whiskey podcast process started. And, you know, between timings and, you know, which seems to be (laughs) the MO of this show. um, And I really thank all of the artists and talent and, you know, friends we've made along the way that have been just super supportive and understanding about time and schedules and all that. But, you know, Caitlin was probably the most understanding out of everybody. You know, she's one of those people that is just, you know, she's a genuinely nice person. Um, the conversation, as you'll see, is super fun. Um, you know, there's there's there was a lot here that I wasn't sure what was going to happen in this episode. You know, I'm never really never really am sure what's going to happen in an episode. But it was great to hear from her, hear her story, hear how she became or has become who she is. You know, it was it was really a lot of fun to get to know her and hear her story. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for being on the show. You know, as you'll hear, you know, Caitlin's mom has been a huge supporter of this show as well. And um, she is super sweet. And I thank her so much for all of that. And, you know, it really means the world to me to have that kind of support. Um, 
So really, without further ado, I want to bring you this conversation with Caitlin because it was a lot of fun to have. And um, like I said, it's it was in, you know, really, and not, now that I talk about it and say it, I really want to say she might have been one of the top 20 people we took, we, you know, we discussed having on or, you know, had a conversation about having on. And, you know, at the time with her schedule, it just didn't fit. At the time of my schedule, it just wasn't working. But, you know, she's been putting out so much great content that really we decided that any time to put this out was going to be perfect. So without further ado, I want to give you our conversation with Caitlin Quisenberry. Um, but first, I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up with Wojcik's Farm in June. You're going to hear a little clip about that. And then, of course, our friends over at CMV We'll do a little plug for them. So enjoy the conversation with Caitlin, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, guys, just firmly a reminder, we are coming up on our one-year Boots & Whiskey podcast anniversary. We are kicking it off. A great celebration, June 11th, Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm, 65 Milk Street, Blackstone, Massachusetts. This is a 21-plus event from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. Cat Country is going to be there out of Providence Come check it out. Get your tickets. You'll be able to see Wendy and the Cultivators, Pete Tyler Band, Trigger South, the Pub Kings, Goat Roper Band, Houston Bernard, and Timmy Brown will be our headliner. It's going to be a hell of a night. Get your tickets. You're not going to want to miss it. June 11th, Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm. We'll see you there. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you always remember cmv music network it's where musicians come to play hello hello hi can you hear me i can how are you good how are you i'm good i'm good well thanks for being here well thank you for changing the time i'm so sorry about that oh don't even worry about it that's you know that's that's the bonus of this show is, you know, we're very flexible. We can try to do as much as we can within the, the, the time right. we've got. Well, that was nice. You got off work early too. That worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just actually changed jobs. So I was actually home for the last two weeks doing a bunch of the, you know, quote unquote dad stuff. So, right. um, you know, now, now life's back to normal a little bit. So now, <laughs> now it's getting used to a new schedule, but I think we're getting there. Yeah, that's always hard. It just takes a yeah. used to. And then yeah, absolutely. Especially, lear- yeah, yeah. You know, learning a new job or, you know, just same job changing industry is, you know, it's, you know, there's a little learning curve there too. So. Oh, yeah. What industry are you in? Um, so I, I do sales. Okay. Um, I, w- I was in hotel sales and now I'm in uh, landscaping sales, more or less. Very cool. So, yeah, same sales job, just different yeah selling different things (laughs) yeah yeah just you know sell it you know selling my personality to somebody in a different industry i guess (laughs) right um so yeah like i told you you know it's totally totally laid back as you can see just by you know this little bit of conversation you know um i want you to tell us about you who you are what you're doing how you got into this whole thing and and as you know, questions come up based on the conversation, I'll, I'll jump in and, and ask away. So I will give you the floor. Tell us who you are, what you're doing, and, and we'll go from there. Okay, awesome. Um, so my name is Caitlin Quisenberry, 
and I am a singer. I live in Nashville, Tennessee now. I moved here about a year and a half ago from Colorado, and um, I predominantly sing country music, so um, anything from more traditional country all the way to pop country. And um, I guess I can just start from the beginning, how I got into music. Sure, um, yeah. So I, I, my parents put me in piano lessons when I was three years old. Um, and I really didn't have the attention span for that when I was that age. Um, and I just wanted to sing. And so my piano teacher made a deal with me and she's like, okay, if you can, for the first 50 minutes of the lesson, if we can just do piano the last 10 minutes, I'll let you sing anything you want. And so that was our deal we worked out. And from that, I realized I really like singing more than I like playing the piano. Um, and so I started taking voice lessons and, um, my grandfather, he's also a Southern Baptist minister. And so we would go to church to see him preach and he was, he just has a beautiful baritone voice. And so I always grew up watching him preach and he would just break out into the song into the, in like the middle of his sermons. Mm-hmm. And so I just always grew up around that. Um, my parents aren't singers, but I had my grandfather as an influence early on. Nice, nice. Yeah. Was so. Do you did you have any interest? Was there any parents? There was an interest to play the piano at three, or was that just something that you know was a family kind of tradition? You learn how to play the piano or or whatever other instrument. Um, we my dad always had a piano. Um, like I think when they were dating, he had a piano in his house, and so it was always something that we just had around our house. And so I don't know if it was. You know, I probably just went over there and would mess around on it and not really know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my parents always just really, when we were younger, they always put us in everything just to see where our true passions um, were. So we were in, you know, soccer, tennis. Um, we pretty much did everything under the sun. And then we got to choose out of, the, after we gave it a try, which one we liked the best. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, that's, I think that's typical of most parents is we're going to throw you into as much crap as we can. Exactly. See what what sticks. Yeah, so they weren't, they didn't like force it on me or anything, but it just kind of was the first thing I I tried. So what, what were you singing that you, a little kid that was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is, this is what I like to do. Oh my gosh. Well, I would sing uh, Disney princess songs. (laughs) Uh, How did I guess? How did I guess? (laughs) Yeah, if I would sing like Ariel, um, and uh, I think that was my favorite one. But yeah, all of it was like Disney princess. When I was little, I literally wore a princess outfit every single day, like with the plastic heels and everything to the grocery store, to preschool. Um, <laughs> I was like a real life princess at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's that's awesome. You know, that's really... <laughs> You know, I think you're, you're, I mean, you're living every little girl's dream that's in your, uh, you know, that would have been in that age range <laughs> and doing it. So, yes, it was funny, too, because we lived in Estes Park, Colorado. So it's a very small town feel in the mountains of Colorado and it would be snowing, but I would refuse to put on anything else other than a huge ball gown. So, yeah, <laughs> <It's just laughs> like yeah. who is this crazy child that it's, you know, uh-huh. three degrees out and she's, she's dressed to the nines. Yeah. It's dressed in the nines with lots of accessories. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know, you had mentioned that, you know, you sing primarily country music. Now that indicates that you sing other types of music as well. Yes. So, well, um, in college, I sang classical 70s 
and sacred acapella music. So I was trained um, to sing like Italian, Latin, opera, um, German opera. And then um, it was a Church of Christ school where I went at Pepperdine University. And so it was all acapella music because Church of Christ doesn't allow for instrumentation. Yeah. Um, so I have like a really diverse background and um, I guess that kind of leads me into like my music as well. The reason I'm singing country music now mainly is because people would always tell me that I have this twang to my voice when I sing. And um, I love the storytelling that country music gives you because I'm a huge lyric person. So yeah. um, I just really like that aspect of country music. But I also have like, you know, just because of my background, I feel like I sing a lot of different things. And so I'm just I'm just always experimenting within country, but just kind of always changing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's great. You know, it, you, the sound you have and the, you know, the songs you've released are just, you know, fantastic. And your voice is just absolutely incredible. And, you oh, know, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, everything you've put out, it just like it, it's cliche, but it makes sense. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, there, you know, I feel like now more than ever, the lines of genres have been blurring. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'll always stay within country music, but it's really fun to just be able to experiment with that and really come up with my own sound. Yeah, abso absolutely. Now, you know, I know you, so you and I have been kind of, you know, chatting on and off for months now. Yes. It feels like <laughs> I've, I've, for you getting on this show and with schedules and all that crap, you know, it's, it's been tough. But totally. I remember, I remember you and I having a conversation months ago about your, your schedule for releases this year and how you were going about that. You want to want to talk a little bit about that so we know what's what to expect. Sure. Yeah. So I um, starting. So I when I moved to Tennessee, I took a year off from releasing any music. I just really wanted to focus on um, figuring out who I wanted to work with when I moved here and the sound and the messages that I wanted to put out. And so I took a year off and I started releasing music in September of last year. Mm -hmm. And I was on a really um, crazy release schedule of releasing a song every three weeks. And um, it was great because um, I got advice actually to release a song every two weeks, which um, would just seemed like super crazy to me. I was like, I can try three, but like two weeks <laughs> is too much. Yeah. But it ended up working. I mean, I was able to grow my monthly listening from like 82 people to 100,000 monthly listeners in the wow. matter of like two months. So it was crazy. I got on seven um, editorial Spotify playlists. Um, and so it really did help kind of jumpstart um, my career once again, when I moved here. And so um, that was really fun to do a lot of planning. Um, good thing I'm a little type A and I like to <laughs> have a schedule. But um, recently, I've uh, just taken a little bit step back from that and starting to release every seven weeks. So I haven't mm -hmm. released anything in probably five weeks. So um, the next song I have coming out is in about, um, I guess, three weeks. It's I'm releasing it on April 1st. So, um, so yeah, I've just, I've been kind of, I want to consistently put out music um, and just give my fans as much as possible to grab onto, you know, whatever that song may be. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really have, you know, you, you know, you mentioned about your just your Spotify listenership alone, you know, for an independent artist, you know, is, is pretty remarkable. You know, you're, you know, from, from the numbers that I can see, you know, you're up 93, 94,000, you know, monthly listeners, you know, that, that's insane. 
Yeah, it, it's crazy. And during Christmas, um, when I put out Oh Holy Night, that was on a huge country Christmas playlist, I was at like 160,000 monthly listeners. So it was yeah. it was pretty crazy. It's amazing, like being an independent artist and being able to get on those big playlists still and just kind of have that kind of audience with no team. Yeah, <laughs> it, no. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you contribute that to other than being on those playlists? Um, I think being consistent with my listeners, yeah. knowing that I'm like very serious about this and that I'm not going anywhere and you know, just putting out the music consistently and consistently showing up. Um I mean I mean, a, a lot of the music industry, too, is luck. You know, you never know what song is going to be you, your hit, right? Yeah. Um, and so I remember with Take Only What You Need, which is my highest streamed song right now, the first two weeks, it didn't get on any playlists. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. I really liked that song. Like, I thought it was yeah. good. And um, it was getting, like, good streams, but nothing crazy. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it was on New Boots with 800,000 monthly listeners. And so oh. you really just... You never know. And so I yeah. think p by putting out as much music as possible and giving people as much opportunity, um, I think that is really what has helped set me apart. Yeah. And, you know, you have a, such a huge social media presence, especially on Instagram, where, you know, it, you're very, uh, you know, relatable. You're very, you know, you, you seem, you know, within reach, you know, to the average person. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, and I, I think I like that. I like that, you know, you give people that kind of like, you know, behind the scenes of, you know, the quote unquote behind the scenes of, you know, this is how my day is going, you know. Yes, I know. And I've been trying to do that more and more because I think that's where we connect is just by being vulnerable and not being like perfect. People really want to get to know you. Yeah. The good, bad and the ugly. And so I've been it's hard to do that because it's hard to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. But I've been really trying to yeah. be more that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, like I like I said to you via text earlier where it's, you know, this is that's what this show is, right? It's mm -hmm. you know, I, I tell all of my guests like great, you have music out or great, you have music coming up like, you know, if if you didn't, you wouldn't be on this show. You know, I want to know about you right. as a person. <laughs> you know. You know, and I know it's probably a little Don't state the facts, but yeah. Right. Right. You know, I I know it's probably a little, you know, forward of me to say things like that but you know you, you listen to other podcasts or other shows and it's like oh well you know where were you when you when you wrote this song and yeah I'm curious about that but you know if the audience doesn't know who you are as a person I really don't feel like they can you know connect to the music as well as maybe you would want them to well it's funny you say that because um the person who gave me advice to release a lot of music quickly um, the reason she said that was because she's like, we want people to like fall in love with you, the person, not necessarily right. the song. Right. Um, so it was just kind of interesting that you had said that because it really is true. It's like, you know, the song is almost secondary. Like if they like you and the person and the message that you're bringing to the table, then they'll love your music. That's why Taylor Swift has been able to transition her sound so much is because people right. love her. Right. You know, I've had people on this show where, you know, like I talk to other people in the industry about who I'm, you know, who I've lined up or who I have, you know, already recorded that's going to be mm -hmm. coming out. And, you know, mm -hmm. I get all the time where it's like, oh, you're not going to get much from so and so. And that person is the one that doesn't shut up, <laughs> you know, <and> it's, <laughs> because it is that, you know, it is that tell me about you, you know, 
really the music speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so what made you decide, and this is, this is a hell of a segue, what made you decide to pack up from Colorado and move to Nashville other than some of the obvious reasons I could think of? Um, well, so I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my story, but um, I posted like a video on Instagram singing Millionaire by Chris Stapleton and it flagged the attention of a producer in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, he invited me to come out to Nashville for the first time. And I honestly didn't know a lot about Nashville. I mean, I knew it was a big music hub, but other than that, I had no idea. And so I came here and I just fell in love with the community and um, just the, you know, especially the writing community, how people really did dedicate their days just to writing songs. I thought that was so unique and cool. And um, so I was getting ready to go to law school at the time. I was studying for the LSAT. And I just felt kind of, I don't know, empty and bored. And I just felt like, is this really what God has in store for me? Mm -hmm. And I just started doing a lot of soul searching in those moments and really thinking about where I saw myself and what my purpose was. And it just kept, I kept getting these weird um, signs to move to Nashville. Um, Like this one girl I knew that we competed in Miss Colorado together I barely knew her and she texted me out of the blue and she's like, I know you're kind of like thinking about um, doing country music. Would you want to move to Nashville ever? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know anyone. And that just sounds like a big move. And she was like, well, my roommate actually just got kicked out of school and um, she's moving. And so there's a spot opening up for you. And I was like, when? And she's like, "Uh, July 15th. And it was the same day that my lease was up in Colorado. Like exactly the same day. Just really weird things where I was like, okay, if I don't like listen to these signs, then I'm just like going completely in the opposite direction that like, I feel like I'm being called. Um, So that was just, and it was like, there was probably five different instances like that, that would just kept pushing me in that direction. And of course my parents were super supportive as well. And they were like, you can always go to law school, but you can't always have the opportunity to do something like this, you know, you're young, you don't have a family yet. And, um, they just really encouraged me to yeah. come here. So, yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your mom seems to be like the sweetest person on earth because, you know, she, uh, she follows the Instagram and she likes and, you know, <laughs> yeah. all, all of my stuff all the time, which is super cool. And I, I greatly appreciate her a lot too. So. Oh, me too. I know she <laughs> helps me so much with, you know, just having no team. Like if I ever need a helping hand in any way, she's, always yeah. lend a hand and so I like yeah I, she's like one of my best friends so yeah yeah she she seems cool so tell her cool. um you know tell her I said thank you for all that I will I will <laughs> um so speaking of your music because I, I guess we should talk about it um so you released um recently um a Cody Johnson song I did yes um how how did you get to do that well, how did you get the okay to do that, I should say? So, um, interesting story. Well, so with cover songs, I mean, anyone can, once an artist releases a song, like you yeah. could put out that song as well if you wanted. Because yeah, we, we don't, we don't want to torture <laughs> Yeah, it just, it just becomes, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. But when an artist releases a song, um, you do have to get like the okay for the first time around. But then after that, you're allowed to release any covers you want. Um, and so it was kind of funny because my, I was sitting in 
my uh, producer's studio one day and we were going through a list of songs. I write about half my music and I'm pitched the other half. And we were just trying to figure out what the last song was. Oh, can you hear me? Whoops. Can you hear me? Hello? I lost you. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't either. It happens every so often. Like if the Does wind blows. Yeah, I live in the middle of nowhere. So if the wind blows just the right way, the internet goes out. Yes, um, oh, the so, worst. So you're talking about, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? You were able to cover Cody Johnson's song. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, so, so yes, I was able to cover hear Cody me? Johnson's. Oh, <laughs> I can hear you, but it's like delayed. <laughs> yeah. All right. I hope. Just stand. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I was able to cover Cody Johnson's song yeah. because I actually originally. I heard I the song heard. before he he even released it um and so it was crazy because i yeah. oh sorry it's like so delayed i don't know why yeah i i don't yeah, okay I'm okay, okay i'll just i'll just keep telling the story <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so um I was in my my producer's studio, and he showed me a song that he uh, recorded a demo for, and it was I Always Wanted To. And I thought it was so beautiful the first time I heard the song. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Can we please see if we can put it on hold and that I can record it? And he's like, sure. So he contacted the writers, and they were like, literally a week before, another artist just scooped this song up, and he's recording it. And I was so devastated at the time because I loved the song so much. And I didn't know who the artist was. I didn't know it was Cody. And my producer said, well, if you still love it when the other artists release the song, then you can also record it and just release it as a cover. And so um, all of a sudden, Cody Johnson put it out um, about a year later. And I was so excited when he put it out because, one, he's a male. And so I felt like I could give the song an awesome female perspective. And Cody also just did an amazing job with it. And I feel like his whole album, um, you know, just was full of heavy hitters and had so much success. And so I just wanted to give my own female perspective of the song. And so, yeah, it was well, just funny that I had, you know, I had heard the song way before he even put it out um, as a demo. But it's just, yeah, it's crazy. That's how it works sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that is crazy because you're right. And then you putting it out, you know, it really Yeah, and it's it's such a meaningful one that I just want I wanted it to connect for everyone. You know, it wasn't just for, you know, the guys out there to connect to the story, but it really is just a really awesome life message that we should all connect to on a human level. And so um I feel like as a female too, I was able to give kind of like this, um, you know, nurturing, uh, 
different different like way to tell the story. And so um, I was really happy to kind of give my take on it and be able to release it as a cover. Yeah. And you did a wonderful for sure. Thank you. Thanks so much. Can you hear me okay? It's like a little choppy, so I can't tell if it's <laughs> a delay. There is such it's a delay. It's crazy. Oh, I hate that. The delays are so hard. I yeah. try to zo like zoom yeah, right no, sometimes. I can hear you. I just don't why it's so delayed. It's actually making me. <laughs> I can try to move around. Maybe it's my place. Can you, can you hear me okay? Kind of. You come, it kind of goes like, yeah, and then it cuts out. That's, how about now? Wi-Fi. Oh, that's a lot better. Better? Yeah, you're coming in a lot clearer now. I might that's still better. be delayed on your end, but yeah, that's much All better. All right, perfect, 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 perfect. No, um, yeah, yeah no. awesome, awesome. All right. So, so <laughs> God, now I'm going to have to edit, and I don't edit, Caitlin. Um, I know. <laughs> Do you think Zoom would be better? All right, you know what? I'm going to, oh, man. No, that's unfortunately it's on how I can get the podcast up. Um, let me just try to jump out and try to restart and jump back in. It was working so well at the beginning. I know, I know, I know. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, all right. Then let's. I'm just gonna freeze right where I am. I think it's working now. <laughs> all right. Cool. 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 It's it's usually when I yell at it. Um, that's when it, <laughs> it tends to to work a lot better. But that's okay. I can I can edit all of those long pauses out, and um, you know, when people listen to this, they're gonna be like, "What long pauses?" Which is which oh, is good. good. That's what I want them to know. Um, <laughs> so now that you're here, well, now that you're in Nashville and doing doing what you're doing, where are you performing? Are you performing regularly? Are you just releasing music? What what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, at the beginning, I just decided to focus on releasing music, stick to the every three weeks, release a song schedule. And so I wasn't playing out as much. My goal was to really um, build like an online presence and really build up my monthly listeners and then hopefully go on tour. And that's kind of still the plan is um, once I have more of a fan base to then go out into the world and really get to then meet people and you know, not play for empty bars, but actually have a great following there. And, um, but I am playing around town at, at writer's rounds. I just, uh, sang at a really awesome writer's round on Saturday and all my friends got to come to it. So, um, I love that part about Nashville where they have these places that you can go and people don't want to hear just cover songs. They want to hear your original work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like the best part about Nashville. And so I've definitely been doing those, but um, definitely looking into the future of like trying to do some type of tour. Um, 
where people can come out and see me in person. Yeah. Now, how how is, is there any plan for that? Or is that just something that's on the horizon? It's on the horizon. It's like, it's so much like orchestrating to do, to actually do that with, you know, I mean, a lot of, I mean, so many of my friends and family are like, when are you touring? But the reality of that is like paying, getting a band and paying for hotel rooms for everyone every night and right. getting a bus. And so um, I just want to make sure I'm really ready and I make the most out of it. And so I just, yeah, my focus right now is really building a community around my music and then, and then hitting the ground running. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've built that community really well so far, so I can only imagine, you know, what the future really does hold for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's definitely like a full-time job. It's funny. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, like even my daddy's like, I don't really understand. Like, in, like he doesn't even have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And um, it can be, it can be a full-time job, especially with TikTok now and everything else. I mean, you know, just, there's a lot of content. <laughs> oh yeah. There's so much. It's all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. Um, now for you, like, do you have a preference on social media, you know, for what you're using and how you interact with people or do you just kind of do everything to stay within the eye of everybody that's out there? Um, I definitely would say I'm strongest on Instagram right now. I'm trying mm -hmm. my best to be more comfortable on TikTok just because, it is such a great way for musicians to have like a very organic outreach to people, you know, whereas yeah. like Instagram, you have to like boost your posts or like pay for ads to get in front of people. Whereas if you hit the algorithm on TikTok, I mean, you can be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. And so yeah. I'm really trying to lean into that more. Um, but for the longest time I rejected TikTok and I was like, I am not doing it. <laughs> and here I am now I'm like trying to catch up and do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know that feeling, you know, cause somebody had said to me, they're like, you should do a TikTok. And I'm like, for what? Like I, I just <laughs> talk to people, you know, on a, on a phone call. How interesting could that be? And they're like, no, you can do like behind the scenes stuff. And it's like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, you know, tell people more about like pushing them to your podcast and just getting right. more eyes on that. It's, it is a great tool for anyone and no matter what your industry is. Yeah. Yeah. So since you've been doing all of this stuff, what are some, you know, highlights for you since you've been in Nashville of things you've been able to do or uh, places you've been able to go with, with the success you've had? Um, yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, like in any industry, connection and the relationships you have are you know sometimes like 80 percent of it yeah. <laughs> like oh, obviously no, you have to have a good voice and you have to be talented and all of that and you have to have a little bit of luck too but honestly mm -hmm. the connections you make are super super important and so living in Nashville and being surrounded by that having the opportunity to work with top producers and them introduce me to different publishing houses to hopefully you know, get a publisher or a pub deal. And um, I think that has been the biggest thing is being here, being around those people, being right, like making the right connections has really helped my career. Um, and also just the community here and people really, really want to help you. I mean, I lived in LA for like five years and it's a little more cutthroat. Um, whereas in Nashville, they really feel like there's room for everyone. You know, there's not going to be just one amazing female country singer. There's room for plenty. Um, and so it's really just like, if I can help you, I'll help you. And I know you'll do the same. And so I love that mentality here. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know, it's, it definitely feels like there's like a community mm -hmm. um, between 
artists and songwriters in Nashville, unlike really anywhere else. Yeah, it's so unique. And I always tell people who have never been to Nashville that they should definitely come visit because it is like a little bit of that Southern hospitality you get here, which is so nice. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I can't. I've I've been to Nashville once, and I really can't wait to get back because it it's it really is just fantastic down there. I know, and it's a it's so fun. I mean, it's a party city for sure. Yeah. As well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I tell people all the time that want to go down. It's like you don't you don't need more than three or four days because you no. can do so much, and your liver can only handle so much at a time. So. <laughs> So yeah, you'll be exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how, so other than Instagram and all that, you know, is there, how else can we find out about you? You know, what, what what's on your website? What's on your other platforms that can be checked out? Yeah, I have. So um, something that not everyone knows is that I have a weekly newsletter that I put out every Monday morning. And it's really cool because I'm not just like talking about me and I'm not like, oh, here's my new song, which is great, but I get a lot more deep and I'm just talking about like different life lessons I've learned over the years and different things I've come upon or different videos, um, just really motivating. And the whole um, reason I'm doing the newsletter is just to motivate other creatives out there. And so that's a great way to kind of get to know me on a deeper level than just on Instagram. Um, but I'm on all the socials under Caitlin Quisenberry. And then if you want to just click on the link in any of my bios, um, you'll see the free newsletter that you can sign up for. And, um, and then that'll just kind of tell you any updates or, you know, where I'm going in the future. So I think that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And and if you want to listen to my music, then you just type in my name, Caitlin Quisenberry, and I'm on all the streaming platforms. That's awesome. You know, and I'm, I'm really so glad that we've been able to connect and, and get you on the show and talk about you and how you've come to do all this because I think it's a it's a cool story and you know you're you're really killing it you have a voice and a talent that is really you know unmatched in the industry and you know I think more people need to hear you oh thank you thanks so much for saying that and thank you for giving artists an outlet and um, I'm just so like I mean I love listening to your podcast and um you know, you do such an awesome job kind of getting to know artists on a deeper level. And so thanks for having me. Sure, sure. So I did lie to you. I do have two questions, as you know, if you've listened to the show. Um, <laughs> yes. One, one, what your whiskey is and two, what your what your boots are, or who your boots are, or however the proper English version of that is. <laughs> oh, gosh. So and don't, and Caitlin, if you say fireball, this this doesn't ever reach the ears of the masses of fans and listeners we have oh my gosh no (laughs) it's so funny you say that because i just went on a like a whiskey bourbon trail up in kentucky oh oh god i want to do that so bad it was amazing we went to like woodford reserve and toured them and we went to angels envy and um it was just like, I couldn't recommend that more. So if you're in the area and, you know, you can make the drive or whatever, you should definitely do it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so I would, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, maybe Woodford, is that an acceptable answer? Yeah, no, no I, what, whatever you like is an acceptable answer. <laughs> just you know? not Fireball. <laughs> just not Fireball. I don't know okay. why Fireball has whiskey on the bottle because it's, it's, I don't know what the hell that is, but it definitely isn't whiskey. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even consider that. That's like, <sighs> a col- 
That's like you're you're 18 years old at a college party. Right. That's like your PBR of wizardry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Oh, um, that's so funny. And then I guess my boots. Um, there's this really cool shop in Nashville. If anyone's ever in town, it's called Planet Cowboy, and it's a really tiny. Uh, store but they have like custom cowboy boots and just kind of like limited edition cowboy boots and it's like one of my favorite stores I always go in there like probably weekly nice (laughs) and yeah that's like my favorite little cowboy store I think they also have a store in New York oh well that that's that's a lot closer that's a drive that's drivable for me New York oh yeah you should look it up because it's yeah yeah that sounds awesome so, you know, thank you again for being here. And, you know, I, I, I really can't wait to see how your career blossoms and continues to grow. And, you know, I look forward to every time you come up with a new song because, you know, I just know it's going to be special because the last few have been absolutely incredible. And, you know, I'm not just saying it because you're on here, but Take Only What You Need is probably one of my top five favorite songs in the last two or three years. Wow. Oh my gosh. What an awesome compliment. Thank you. Well, it's it's awesome that you say that too, because I always try to like make each song sound different. I don't want someone to go to my page and be like, oh, it sounds like the last one, you know? And so um, I always want it to be like a unique experience and always being like creative and never getting bored. Well, you know, so I'm going to tell you a quick little story if you don't mind. Um, So you had sent me take only what you need before it was actually released. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. Usually nine times out of 10, whenever I get, you know, emails like that, I don't listen. And I don't not listen because I'm not interested. It just, honestly, I get them at a time where I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Plus you get a million emails. <laughs> so, so I had just so happened to like, you did a really good job where you were like, you emailed it to me and then you messaged me on Instagram and you're like, Hey, I sent you an email. And I was like, Hey, all right, I'll go look at it. (laughs) And, um, like, I was like, all right, what the hell? I was at, you know, I was at work. I had nothing else going on. And I was, I listened to it and I was like, damn, like it was, it was, it, it was unexpected in a very, very good way. And like, it just, I became hooked and I, I think I've listened to it, you know, probably out of, the 443,000 people I've probably listened to it at least 3,000 of them right now Um, (laughs) oh my gosh that's so awesome thank you yeah absolutely you know it's that's the best thing to hear and that was one of the first songs I wrote when I moved to Nashville with my producer and so it's it's just awesome that it's been able to reach that many people and have that kind of success yeah yeah I'm super excited for you and I like I said I can't wait now for April 1st and you know by the time this this comes out um, probably be end of April, but, um, you know, and the next release and the next, and I, I'm just, I'm super excited for everything you're doing. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's, that's so nice to hear too. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but so Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. Like I said, it's, you know, as, as I tell everybody, not everybody, but you know, um, you know, you're a friend of the show and you're a friend of mine and anything we can do to help you and promote your music we'll be more than happy to do so oh thank you so much i really appreciate it i've had a wonderful time talking with good, you good i have I, as as have i and i i hope you enjoy the show this evening that you're going to and uh i can't wait to hear and see all about it thank you i know you're i'm welcome. excited for that it'll be fun <laughs> yeah absolutely 
Well, until next time, Caitlin, thank you so much, and we'll we'll talk super soon. Okay, and thank right. you for the birthday. Um, oh, to. That was oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, because you know, I get like I said, you know, we get I see so much all the time that like I didn't see it until the day after, and I felt like the biggest jerk in the world. I was like, God. oh my gosh, not at all. No, that was so nice. Thank you. Because like, what we're what two days apart, pretty much. Yeah, right? it's insane. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Like I, I tell you know I tell people all the time all the greats are born the first week of March and <laughs> it's you know. true. What else is like Justin? What I think there's there's a lot of people. It's like Justin Bieber. He is March first birthday. Who? Uh, Justin Bieber. Who? I don't know who that is. I mean, because Luke's what the second or third too. Luke who Holmes. Is? Oh Luke yeah. Holmes. Oh yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think he's the. I think he's actually the second. He might be the second. Um. But yeah, that's you know, it's, awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did you have I'll, a good birthday? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, good. I, you know, really uneventful. Nothing crazy this year for, you know, turning thirty-five. I guess I I had a pretty good one. Good. Um, yeah, you know, I got a couple of bottles of whiskey and spent some time with the kids and my wife. So it was it was it was a win-win for me. Sometimes that's the the most fun. Sometimes I go out and I'm like, you know what? I would have enjoyed the night in more. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because uh, a Nashville distillery actually sent me a bottle of whiskey that actually arrived on my birthday. Oh, oh that's too cool. So that was awesome. Um, if you haven't had Nelson's Green Briar yet, please do oh, that. Okay. Because they're fantastic. Um, I'm also trying to get them to sponsor the show. So that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, so you just you know, drink little, it while you podcast. Right. Right. A little little plug for them there, and you know, I got my I got my Connor Smith autograph photo that day too so I guess you know it was all it was all good that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was I guess it was so all overall I guess it was a great day yeah <laughs> yeah did you do anything fun or um I went out to dinner with um my family to Justin Timberlake's he just opened up a new supper club in Nashville Oh, nice. Yeah, so we went there, and then the day after, I just went and grabbed, like, to this really cool speakeasy with a couple friends, and we just grabbed a drink. That's awesome. Yeah, so nothing crazy, but it was good. We celebrated. Right. I mean, you know, once you start to get older, you know, the the birthdays become less and less extravagant. (laughs) (laughs) They do, yes. You don't have a big party with a clown anymore. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, it is... I already have three little clowns here, so I got enough, I got enough of that. <laughs> oh, so um, cute. Yeah, yeah, they're great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I, you know, I know you're busy, and I, you know, I thank you for adjusting things and, and doing your thing, and I, I appreciate you so much. I can't even tell you. Um, well, same here, so thank you so much. Yeah, I just, absolutely. I'll let you go, but I just want to say thank you, because that was just oh. so <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If I, you know, and if I would have realized the day before, you know, I would have, I would have made it a big, a big, a bigger thing than I had. (laughs) That's so nice. So we'll have to like do a podcast for the two of our birthdays next year or something. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds great. We'll just, we'll just sit here and drink and, you know, maybe at that point, maybe I can just come down to Nashville and we'll just have a little party. Oh, that'd be cool. (laughs) That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, all right. Well, enjoy the show and, you you know, tell, tell mom, thank you again. You know, I, I appreciate appreciate her and all of her efforts too it really means a lot will do i'll let her know thanks so much you're welcome thank you bye bye well as always there you are there you have it 
you know, absolutely incredible conversation with Caitlin, and I can't thank her enough for taking the time and the the everything that goes with it to uh, to be on the show. And I thought it was, you know, it, it was great to have a, a female voice back on the show. You know, I think this was our first female conversation since March, right? Um, I think it's awesome. You know, we have a bunch of bunch a bunch of other ladies up up on deck here coming up. Um, so stay tuned to that. As always, thank you to our friends, Soul Authentic, um, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, CMV, obviously, Matt, Matthew Allen Photography, um, you know, a lot of others that we're talking to that we're going to try to get, you know, connected with on this show. But until the next time, you know, check out if you're a local or in New England or want to come out for some great music. June 11th, we will be hosting Country Jam over at Wojcik's Farm in Blackstone. Um, you heard about that at the top of the show. Get your tickets. Come on out. You'll see Timmy Brown, Houston Bernard, a bunch of others. Um, the more we make this show big, the bigger the show will be next year. Um, so really, until next week, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. <laughs>